Hey everyone, welcome back to the DH Basics Podcast. My name is Dana and I am your host. Today, my guest is Allie. Allie is a former student of mine and she recently graduated in May of 2023 from the UT Health San Antonio Dental Hygiene Program. I'm excited to have a former student of mine, but also a recent graduate on the air so that you can get some fresh perspective on the admissions process and dental hygiene school itself. And I'm so glad that you're here listening. If you have any questions, you can always email me. And without further ado, let's get this podcast started. All right, Allie, welcome to the DH Basics podcast. I'm excited to have you here today. The first thing that I will have you do is just tell me a little bit about yourself and your journey leading to dental hygiene school. Hi, so my name is Allison Cope. Um, my journey leading to hygiene school, I feel like it was just kind of like any other student. I did all my prereqs at a community college, saved a little bit of money, and then I went ahead and I applied to UT Health. I did some of my prereqs outside of the states, the state of Texas. So I originally am from Tulsa, Oklahoma. So I did some of my prereqs there. And then whenever I moved to Texas, some of those followed me, some of them did not. So I ended up having to do a little bit more deep diving into those. And then once I gained all of the adequate requirements and everything like that, I started the process of applying for dental hygiene school. And I just want to backtrack a little bit because you said you're from Oklahoma, you took most of your classes there, and then you moved to Texas. What spurred the move to Texas? Did you want to go to a Texas dental hygiene school or kind of tell me about that? So I was born and raised in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. And um, at the time I was married to somebody in the military and she had gotten orders to uh, San Angelo, Texas, which uh, we were stationed at Goodfellow Air Force Base for about a year and a half. We then received orders after that year and a half to San Antonio, Texas. At the time, I, since I lived in San Angelo for about a year and a half, I didn't pick up school right away because I was unsure about where the next step was going to lead. So I never knew like what orders we were going to get next. So I was afraid of starting something and then not being able to finish. So I ended up taking about a year and a half off of school because of the military. And then once I was able to be stationed here in San Antonio, I mean, as soon as I moved, I was able to get into their community college, take the TSI, do everything possible to get in, and then have all of my credits transfer from Oklahoma into the San Antonio region. So I was able to do that, but the military ended up bringing me here. And then I obviously got into hygiene school. So that is uh, one major reason why I stayed. So tell me a little bit about what you're up to now. I mean, I know you just recently graduated about a month and a half ago, and that's why I wanted to bring you on because I think it'll be really helpful for our listeners to hear someone's perspective who has been through it just a second ago, you know, versus me. Yeah. I graduated in 2015. So tell me what you're up to now, and we'll go into that a little bit. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, like you said, I graduated in uh, May of 2023. I got my license activated the very next month on June 12th. And then I was actually I'm in an office. I'm working full time and um, I'm loving every second of it. But I, some days I'm like, where are my professors? Can you just check this one patient for me? So there's just days that you're just like you do miss that, like checking to making sure you're doing everything right. But yeah, I'm starting my my career in, in as the, as an RDH, like what I've always dreamed of. So it's been great. And so did you always know you wanted to be a dental hygienist? Yeah, I mean, some some people are like weird. You had this weird passion at the age of like six. I'm like, yeah, I did. Like, so oral health has always been like key 
in my family's, you know, it's just been something my family has always like focused in on and made sure that we had good oral hygiene and oral health. And my mom was a big advocate to make sure we go to the dentist on time every six months. And I mean, the hygienist that actually still sees my parents saw me whenever I was little. So she's been working for the same doctor for the last 30 years. So gaining that like trust in the relationship at a young age, I was like, this is something that I'm super interested in. Like, I would love to do this. And my mom kind of was in the same, the same boat. So I ended up becoming a dental assistant after high school, kind of worked through that. And then, yeah, so I've always just had this, I know, weird passion about teeth. <laughs> I didn't realize that I wanted to go into dentistry until a little later in life, but I remember kind of being obsessed with my teeth. I remember mm-hmm. looking at my baby teeth and just being really intrigued with them. And I remember looking at the back of my teeth with a little mirror in my mirror. I'm like, what? <laughs> Who does that? <laughs> I th- the first thing I know that like I I notice about people and it's like I don't know it's just something that I've always like been intrigued about. So that's awesome because most of the people I've had on the show so far they did not know they wanted to do dental hygiene right away. They've either gone through an alternative career path or real came upon it later. So I like that you've always known because I know that there's a lot of people out there who have felt that way as well. I want to ask some of these questions about your admissions process. What do you remember about the admissions process? So you can kind of detail it for us or whatever you think would be interesting to the listeners. So I know that it's a very tedious process, but it opens in October and then it ends in December and it takes every bit of that time. And Um, I'm not sure if I'm the only one, but I mean, I took until December and I think I took that time just to make sure everything was right. I had the right information in. So that way they didn't reject my letter because I knew that if that was going to happen, I would have to wait a year to redo it. So just making sure everything was in order. I had everything, all my prereqs were finished. Um, but I remember it opening the day that it opened. I mean, I was on my computer at the exact same time. And I started filling out what I could. And then it became like, obviously, the personal statement and things that take a little bit more uh, time and thinking like methodical, you know, just making sure everything was good. So I'll say that it took every bit of the three months that it allows. And it's very like tedious, you have to be organized, you have to have your stuff ready to go, and making sure that you're not missing any important documents, transcripts, what have you. So I I remember taking all the time that was required. (laughs) Do you remember what your GPA was whenever you applied? Yeah. So I did have a 4.0 GPA coming out of um, San Antonio College. So I was, um, I was, uh, I had all these. Did you have a prior degree, like an associate's before you came in? I got my associate's degree from San Antonio College, my associate of science degree. Now it didn't obviously require an associate's degree. So you are, you know, allowed to apply without that associate's degree, but I was only like one or two classes away from an associate's degree. And I had never earned a degree before. So I kind of did that for myself um, in a sense of just like, oh, well, there's just two more classes. Like I could do it. Um, I also was got a really good scholarship whenever I went to uh, the community college. So I didn't really have to pay for anything while I was there. I kind of just utilized all those resources in order to gain that associate's degree. Yeah, I think that's a smart move. You know, do it for yourself. And then it looks good on your application as well. And yep, with exactly. you, because you applied to, UT Health, which is a bachelor's program. Did you know there were other programs in San Antonio that were associates? Did you have any thoughts on the difference between the two? Yeah, I knew that UT Health was a bachelor's program, which I was 100% um, game for. Like that was like my goal. I want a bachelor's degree. I did look into Concord. Uh, They were over my price point. I didn't want to spend, I thought that I could get a 
just as good as an education without spending as much money or taking out as much loans as I could. So trying to figure out like, what can I afford versus like what type of education I'll get. So because of the money aspect, I didn't go the Concord route. Um, I thought it was too expensive. So I put all of my eggs in one basket and I just applied to UT Health. I know that there's Coastal Bend College and I did look at that. It was just the commute for me was too long. Being stationed in San Antonio, there would be no way I could move and then support myself by the coast. Um, so, and going full time to school and then having like someone that's in the military here, it was just like too much to kind of manage. So, I decided to stay here in San Antonio and then just put all of my eggs in one basket for UT Health. Did you get in on the first time? I did. I did. I got in on the first try. That's amazing. I want to talk a little bit about finances because you mentioned that you were looking at that as a part of it. How did you pay for dental hygiene school? I know you said in your associates program, you had a scholarship. Did you have scholarships or were you taking out student loans? Yeah. So um, yeah, at the community college, I I got a a really good scholarship uh, through um, an Alamo Foundation scholarship. So I was able to, I was about $10,000. So I was actually able to spend all of my money on all of that scholarship through getting an associate's degree. Then whenever I went to um, and got into UT Health, I did take out a credit card, but I made sure that I tried everything I could to not use that. Just, it was kind of like a backup just in case. And I'll kind of explain how I use my credit card, but I utilized resources that were kind of given to us during orientation. So Project Quest has been a blessing and it's a nonprofit organization that helps students, qualified students um, through any type of like fee situation. So they actually just paid for my activation fee and my application fee. So they're helping you through school. Um, They also don't necessarily help with tuition, but they'll try to help you with things on the outside. Um, I also am, I'm also Native American. So through the Cherokee tribe, they give me $2,000 a month or a semester. Um, With that, I was able to pay for my tuition. Um, And then I was also qualified for Pell Grants because um, I had recently been divorced. I wasn't making any um, income on my own. I qualified for pretty hefty uh, Pell Grants as well. And then I was placed as an out-of-state student, so my tuition was pretty hefty the first semester until I could try to get everything figured out because of the military and all that kind of messed everything up. And then they ended up giving me a Pell Grant for being an out-of-state student. So I ended up getting a few Pell Grants more than I thought I was going to get. So those are the ones that you don't have to pay back. But I also took out loans to make sure that I was able to like live and cover the things that I needed to cover. And then with the credit card, it was kind of a little bit wonky, but I did end up putting like all of my instruments um, on that. So all my Cavatron, all my tips, all of the the things that you need before day one, uh, that went specifically on my credit card. Um, Nothing else. And I was able to pay it off while I was in school. So I'm not in any debt besides the student loan debt. But um, yeah, I mean, I was able to utilize, try to utilize as much as I could to not be in crazy debt. And I'll say that I walked out with way less debt than most people. Yeah, it sounds like you had a smart plan. How would you recommend to students who are applying to get in on those scholarships? It is a cost, but it's an investment in your future. But that doesn't mean that you have to graduate with $100,000 of student loans. Like if there's a way to get around it, you absolutely yeah. should. Yeah, there there definitely is. Um, I'll always pay attention to the college too, because they'll send out emails like, hey, like apply for this scholarship. Hey, apply for this scholarship. Or through financial aid, they might send out another scholarship. So I know specifically there's one that gets sent out every semester that you can apply for. So they're out there. You do just have to do your research and like make sure that you're do 
your due diligence to just try to apply to as much as you can. Even if you don't get one that you wanted, try for another one because they're, they are out there. And a lot of people, um, even within my class, were able to qualify for some scholarships. I mean, $2,000 doesn't seem like that much, but whenever you go to hygiene school, like it does help in some sense, like whether it pays for your books or part of your instruments or something, you can place it somewhere to help any, any type of money, even if it's $500 will help you through school. So utilize as much as you can is what I'd say. Absolutely. I was like racking up those $250 scholarships. Even if it just goes to my gas, you know, you got to have money. So I think that's something that students should think about before they go to dental hygiene school. Mm -hmm. You know, you have this time frame where you're preparing, you're working on your prerequisites. You don't want to wait and solidify the financials on when you get, when you actually get accepted, it's better to kind of start thinking about that beforehand. You know, like before the first day of school, you'll have to, I know it's probably changing now that, you know, you'll owe about seven grand before you start. Right. And none of that was qualified for our class specifically was qualified through financially. They have since resolved, hopefully that issue. Um, but that was something that all students had to pay out of pocket. So we had to account for everything that wasn't going to go through financial aid that was coming straight out of pocket. So that is the only reason why I opened the credit card. It saved me because my limit was like, more than what I needed, but it was good because I was able to help and pay that off while I was there. But yeah, always having like a backup plan just in case is always, is always good. (laughs) I think that's good advice because some programs probably still do require you to purchase stuff up front. And sometimes it Mm -hmm. might just be simple things, you know, like a face shield or some programs have even said, you know, you need to buy a box of gloves that are your gloves or some people, you know, programs say, okay, you need instruments, you need this. Other programs supply everything. It really depends on where you go, but those would be good questions to get answered before you apply or before you get accepted so that you can start preparing for that financially. Prior to dental hygiene school, did you have any dental experience? Yeah. So um, I got into dental assisting. So I went to a dental assisting uh, school. I went for about eight months, got my dental assistant license, and then I ended up working for two different pediatric offices in about a three and a half year span. And um, after my second uh, pediatric office, I ended up moving to Texas. So that's the only reason why I stopped working is because my uh, Oklahoma certificate, DA certificate didn't fully transfer to Texas. So I ended up just stopping completely and then going to hygiene, you know, doing my prereqs like full time. But I was a dental, uh, a pediatric dental assistant for about three and a half years. Okay, nice. How old were you when you applied and got accepted into dental hygiene school? I think I was about 27, 28. 27 or 28. I'm old now. So after 25, I lose count. Um, Yeah, about 27 or 28. And then and I graduated at the age of 30. Yeah, it seems so far my guess, I need to find some younger guests. But so far, all my guests have ranged in that age range. And I was the same. I started at 25, finished at 27. And I like that, though, because I try and tell people don't rush into it. You have time, you know, Mm -hmm. when you're young, enjoy your early 20s. You can work, make a little bit of money, get some experience, finish, you know, an associate's or bachelor's, whatever it is. There's always time to get into dental hygiene school. And uh, I think that sometimes that time just helps you on the back end to be a little more mature and to handle the experience a little bit better because it's very stressful. Yeah. I know that our class specifically was a little bit older class. Like most everybody in there was about 27, ranges about 27 to 30. And usually it's about 21 to 24. 
And I know that the junior class like below us was about that. And I mean, there was definitely differences in, um, you know, maturity and things like that. But I, I personally could not have done it at the age of 21 because my mind was not at that point. And I don't think I would have successfully gone through the program. I'm glad. So I'm really glad that I waited, matured, went through a lot of life experiences, and then I was able to successfully complete the program. How long was your program? Two years. And I know because I worked with you there, I taught you there, but (laughs) you don't have a full summer semester. So there's a little bit of time off in the summer, but y'all always started in July. How many students were in your class when you started? So we started with 24. And by the first semester of senior year, we had three drops. So we graduated with 21. Why do you think people tend to drop from the program or get dismissed? I think if your home life is not organized and there's no support at home to help you through this very like tedious program, I think that that could be an issue. I think financials could be an issue. I I really think like mental health, if your mental health isn't where you feel like it should be, then it could definitely be a struggle. And I think that that is kind of why we kind of saw those those drops. But um, I think if you don't take care of yourself, there's no way that you're going to be able to make it through, especially if you don't have someone to help you, you know, through the through the process. Absolutely. What do you feel like was the most difficult aspect of the admissions process? Oh, gosh, I think just making sure everything was in order. I mean, they needed transcripts from everything, like going back from whenever I was a dental assistant in 2013, graduating from my dental assisting school. So like contacting the right people to get the 2013 transcript to make sure that that was good. And then all of my stuff from Oklahoma and making sure everything was good with that. And so just making sure everything was organized into the deadline and you had to make sure your references wrote you, you know, submitted, like you had to make sure that 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 status was always complete and just really staying on top of each section that was provided. Because if not, if you're missing something, they wouldn't even like look at it. So I think just being completely organized, read everything, even if it takes you five times, read it over and over again, make sure you are submitting the right documents that are needed. Did you have any type of interview process when you applied? Yeah. So um, I went through COVID (laughs) during my um, dental hygiene interview experience. So our interviews were not held in person. They were held through Zoom um, where you would get on, you would meet the people that you were actually interviewing with. So it'd be like 10 students or so. And then they would um, send you into breakout rooms and you would be interviewed one-on-one with the professor. You then had to write an essay in front of the professor on screen, send a screenshot, email it to them. They would review it. Then you'd get back on, you'd go with another professor, you know, interview with them. And then they'd be like, okay, great. Have a good day. We'll get back with you. You know, and it was like by Friday or wherever it is, you you would know. I think I interviewed on a Friday. I knew by Tuesday that I was going to get in. Wow. That's a really fast turnaround. That's yeah, awesome. It really, yeah, it was really fast. Yeah. I talk about in my episode where I was interviewed, how I had 10 mini interviews, which was a crazy process. But I forgot to mention in that episode that at the end of all of those interviews, they put us all into a giant classroom and they gave us a prompt. And we had, I think it, I don't remember how long, 15, 20 minutes to write basically a one page paper on why you wanted to be a hygienist. And the content I'm sure was fine. They wanted to to be able to, you know, make sure that (laughs) You had a good reason for doing it, but they also wanted to kind of test your skills on the fly, not only Mm -hmm. just your thinking, critical thinking skills, but also how well do you write on the fly? And so that was something that was a little unusual. 
And in your interview, you also had to write. I think that it's good for students to hear that. I always say, you just never know what you're going to have to do for this uh, interview process. So be prepared mm -hmm. for anything yeah. and whatever happens, just roll with the punches. So, yep, exactly. Okay. What kind of advice would you give to a student that is applying to dental hygiene school regarding the application process? Regarding application process, I would just say, make your application stand out. And I tried to do that by making sure that my GPA was good, but GPA is not the only thing that that's being looked at. Um, it's also how well rounded are you as a student, um, making sure that you're volunteering, not because you have to, but because you, you want to and you want to look good and you want to make sure that you are involved in your community. How are you helping others, not just yourself? And so I tried to really stand out in that sense. So on weekends, I would go and volunteer at random places. I mean, even for Hope or the food bank or wherever I needed to go, I would walk dogs. Like I would, whatever needed to stand out um, to say that like, look, I'm involved in my community. I want to help people. I'm a well-rounded student, not only in the classroom, but also outside. That's good advice. I haven't talked about community service much with other applicant or with other interviewees yet, but it is something that a lot of schools are looking for because you're going to be serving your community. They mm -hmm. want to know that you have that in your heart before you even get into dental hygiene school. So that's Actually. really good advice. Now, once you got into dental hygiene school, what did you feel like was the most difficult part? Well, there's, there's a few, I feel like there's a few difficult parts of hygiene school, but I'm already a very like organized person, I feel like. So organization wasn't, and I feel like some people's thought is like, oh, to be organized, like that was hard for me. Um, organization is like second nature to me. I feel like I'm very organized. It was just the amount of work that's expected, I think. And how am I going to study for three tests that are all happening on the same day? That is where your brain is like, okay, how do I juggle this? And you can do it. It seems impossible, but it's possible. And I think that that was like the hardest aspect of hygiene school is whenever you're throwing all the information and it's like, bam, we're going to have three tests on the same day. Get ready. And you're just like, okay. So, you know, you have to, you do have to be organized in, in your schoolwork and everything like that, but you also need to make sure that you're taking care of yourself as well. So I feel like that is like that, that was the biggest thing for me probably. Yeah. A lot of students, you know, maybe don't realize when I went through undergrad, so I, I had a bachelor's degree before I went into dental hygiene school. And I, I mean, during finals week, it was like, I might have two or three tests on one day, you know, the teachers weren't coordinating the classes or anything mm -hmm. like that. It was, you know, I'm in history and science and this. And so it's like, well, if you have three exams on one day, you have three exams on one day. I think a lot of students who come in who maybe go through prereqs and maybe aren't used to that. I, I'm not sure. This is just my experience as an educator, but students a lot would be like, can't y'all coordinate and have them on different days? And I'm like, you know, this is college now. Like we, yeah. we do our best to try and not put stuff on the same days, but when we all have overlapping classes and you have, you need a quiz here and a test here and that it's, or a project due here, there's only so many days that you can have stuff like that. Knowing before you go in that there is going to be challenges that are outside of anything that you can control. And one of them is, you might have multiple things to do on the same day or multiple finals or midterms on the same day. And you're absolutely right. You have to find a way to be organized and overcome that because that's what stands between you and your degree, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, how, how Professor Trevino would be like, how bad do you really want it? You know, and that that's kind of be her, her saying during our classes. 
you're going to think to yourself, how bad, how bad do you really want this? And it's like, on days you're like, what am I doing? What, what did I get myself into? But then like you get past that, you get past those three exams in the day and you're like, okay, I passed all of them. I did it. And you like have more confidence than you did the day before. So I think like you realizing that you can do this, it, like it does give you like a boost of confidence. Well, I love all of your insight. Is there anything else that you feel like you would want to share that might be relevant or interesting? No, I mean, I think that anybody that's set out to do it can do it. Um, I don't, I think that you're going to have obstacles. You're going to have barriers that come up in life because that's life. And you're going to have obstacles and barriers while you're in hygiene school. But I think that as long as your class stays like really connected as a whole, um, you can work with each other and really get, get each other through what feels like forever. Um, but then it actually goes by so fast. So you're just like, wait a second, like it's already done, you know, and then you're, then you're working already. So Oh, absolutely. Thank you so much for joining me today. And for our listeners, if you enjoyed this episode, please give us a like, a subscribe, wherever you're listening. We really appreciate it. 